Okay. I would try it at a friend's house that had it at the bar. <laughs> I, I don't know why that's so funny. Like, <laughs> we're laughing because, you know, we're at a friend's house. Well, I'm just saying, right, yeah, exactly. But... <laughs> so you go. Hello and welcome everyone to episode 53 of The Mashup, the best bourbon conversation you're going to hear all week long. We are your hosts, Michael, Anthony, and Steven. Hello, fellas. Hello, you've done it. Very nice. I mean, was that not built for NPR or what? Uh, like That was uh, amazing. I just feel like for 51 episodes, we were getting 53. the JV team and now the last two. Oh, yeah. You know? So oh, the JV, day. huh? Yeah. <laughs> I need practice. What can I say? You're relegating Steven to JV no, status? No, I mean, we, we, he does a lot more than we do, so he, yeah. can, he can do the intro if he wants to do the intro, you know? I agree, but I think you did a solid job. I agree. And I think after two episodes, we still have to revisit the idea of bringing in celebrities to do that intro. What do you think? I'm just waiting for the uh, who wants to do editing next. Oh, there you go. Hey, don't <laughs> say me. that. Don't say that. Nope. Can we get John Calipari in here to do the uh, intro? He'd be I, I, like, you know what? I, I think I'd rather have Stoop sitting here than, oh, yeah. than Coach Cal. Yeah, but well, I mean, we'd have to drink some of his terrible that's bourbon. That's fine. I would drink his stuff. <laughs> he came in and said, "Yeah, come on, we gotta that's get." Probably true. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. I think I'll, I'll take his 15 year. Yeah, I, I, you know what? Like, <laughs> I think sorry, Colorado. Whatever we had last week, I'll I'll sell out to Stoops and his bourbon any day. Over <laughs> there, you go. Some random dude in Colorado, especially that, if we get some paddock seats. Yeah, there no you doubt. Go. So. I think that Stoops would get halfway through the intro and then he would go ballistic and try to attack a referee. That would <laughs> yeah, he, he wouldn't be able to handle. You know, he may bring his own headset yeah. to this. Well, you, you guys would hear like him giving half the intro, then the table would get flipped over and he'd run out of here. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't be able to keep these headsets on because he doesn't like to keep them on during the game. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, our, our wives had a little get together the other night with their lady friends. Okay, girls so, night yeah, out. Yeah, you know, girls night out. Or more like gr- girls night in. Girls night in. Girls night in. Yeah, okay. you know, and they do their wine and cookies and all that kind of all that kind of clothes and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, one of the uh, one of the girls came from Ohio. That seems from, a little weird. Do you have to say any context to what you just said? What wine and clothes and, and cookies? cookies? That just sounds <laughs> like that sounds like a girls' night out to me. I mean, I don't know. I mean, sure. Well, I mean, girl, yeah, you know, they drink. One of them sells wine, like yeah. you know, like one of those. Pyramid scheme wine things, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's kind of like the Mary Kay, you know. <laughs> and then buy uh, this one bottle, and then you can have nineteen more for the low price of three hundred dollars. Yeah, and then if you sign up to sell under me, and then you get two people to sign yeah. up, you know, that kind of. Then thing. we all get money, right? right. And we yeah. all we all get money until we don't anymore. Until we end up with a basement full of wine, and you know, the co- <laughs> company's worthless. But <laughs> but you know, so anyway, uh, so anyway, so she sells some kind of wine, and uh, they live in they live in Ohio in Cincinnati. She was coming down to push her wine on people, you know, and <laughs> my wife brought some of the kind of wine that she likes that, that we like around here. That's half the price and a lot better. But point is, I digress. Yeah. She, she, <laughs> she brought, she was, she was coming down here for this party. And so she brought her husband or fiance or I don't know, man, friend, whatever he man is. Man meat. Yeah. Third, third husband. Yeah. Whatever I'm he is. Kidding. 
So anyway, she brought him down and she's like, oh, yeah, we're going to spend the night, you know, in a hotel. We're going to get a hotel and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, he's a big he's a bourbon guy. But like, of course, you know, <laughs> who's not right? who's not right now. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, I feel like everybody's a, there was a guy the other day at, at work. It's like, oh, yeah, you'd like him. He's a bourbon guy. It's like, number one, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> and number two, who is it anymore? Like, you know, seriously. Yeah. But anyway, so she's like, yeah. So he went he went to go hang out at OBC. Ah. You know, while he was in town, like she was at this thing. And so he went over to the bar at OBC, which has got a great selection. We, you know, we like it, yep. but there are no TVs. You're there on a Saturday night and there are no TVs. Like it's a. Oh, there are TVs. Oh, there are TVs. You're yeah, right. You're they wrong. just do a PowerPoint slideshows of bacon and cocktails. <laughs> cocktails being made. Made. So, <laughs> in but, black and white. So it's kind of funny. Just when we were there the other night and that playoff game was on, you know, it, there were a lot of dudes there. The TVs in the bathrooms above the urinals do have ESPN on them. So like there were a lot of guys like hanging around the urinals watching the game because, you know, their wives made them come to this fancy restaurant for dinner. And, what a terrible existence. That's what it comes down to. But anyway, so he was going to go there, you know, and hang out because he's a bourbon guy, which is cool. Cause we like that place. You know, she's like, Hey, you know, we're going to go to, uh, we're going to go to Buffalo Trace tomorrow if you if you guys want to join us. And me being the guy that hates bourbon guys, you know, and, and cynical of all things bourbon like that, I was I, I just started telling my wife about it. I was like, that's never going to work. I was like, that's that's a terrible idea. That's stupid. She's like, well, why you got to be so mad at them about it? I said, like, I'm just telling you, do they have reservations? Because Buffalo Trace, you got to have reservations. Yeah, you can't just walk you up. You can't just walk up. I said, and if you think you're just going to walk up, I said, why don't you go look and see what the lines look like every morning at when that place opens? I said, so, you know, that's not going to work. And she's like, well, you just got to poo-poo every idea, don't you? And I'm like, I'm just telling you, that's the way it is. You Mr. Negativity right. over here. So anyway, so she goes, my wife goes to her thing and comes back home. And she's like, yeah. She's like, he said he's looking for a red label Weller. And I'm oh like. <laughs> red label, is that what we're going to call it now? That's what we're going to call it, I guess. Right. Weller we're gonna red. It, that's fine. Whatever. That That's cool. Like, if that's how you want to identify it. I've been looking it. for a black label for a while. Yeah, well, I thought you had one of those. No, I drank no. it. Well, what is that called? Is that 12 year? <laughs> I don't know. It's called black. Oh, okay. Weller black. <laughs> my point is, I told her, I said, well, you're not going to get that there. Right. You know, it, you know, they don't, they don't have that at Buffalo Trace. You know, I said, honestly, it'd probably be easier for him to go next door to the, whatever the liquor store is, wherever he lives and get it in Ohio than it would be around here. Like how much of a bourbon guy are you? If you don't know that, you know, like, yeah, like, Oh, HLQ. What is that? Anyway, the point is I don't like bourbon people. (laughs) That's coming straight from a guy who's doing a bourbon podcast. Doesn't like bourbon people. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's fine. You know, you know, if you really don't like bourbon people, you should have sent them to horse park. Like up there, right off of seventy five. Oh, and that and that little uh, gift yeah. shop that has yeah. everything outrageous. There. Yeah. Really, yeah. You, you know, I take that back. I do. I do like bourbon people. Yeah. I just don't want to talk about it all the time. I got gotcha. you. Even though yeah. we're talking about it, hey, it makes perfect sense. You know, we talked about it too much, and now you're getting. But you we know, also don't by it. take it so seriously either. You know, that's exactly. the thing. These people want to talk about it, especially when you stand in line. They want to talk about it in line. Oh yeah. I just want to scroll <clears> on my phone, and you know. Yeah. I don't want to talk to you. You don't even like, I mean, I was romanticizing the times where we got to stand in line. Well, I did anyway at different large box retails. Yeah, like yeah, it seems no, like years I mean, ago. But, but I didn't like time. No, I didn't like standing in line with those people. But you know what one of the craziest things was the other day? And this was just, I, I happened to trade a bottle for doll hairs, okay? And the person who wanted said bottle uh, for doll hairs, you guys get the reference here, right? 
they told me I live in Louisville, but drop it off to my buddy. And so I'm driving over to see this guy that I don't know who's proxying or taking a bottle to another guy that lives in Louisville. I get out of the car and this guy comes out of his house and it's a guy I recognize from standing in line at Total Wine and we just have a, like a 40, <laughs> 40 minute conversation. It's like, we're just back to where we started and I'm like, man, that's so cool. You know? So like the community is really small and I miss those kind of things. So I know that we joke about like bourbon people as a whole, but like, we were out doing that kind of stuff. It was a lot of fun. There's a lot of camaraderie, so, and I missed that. I don't think it's as small anymore, you know? Yeah. I wonder what it would be like if they were doing the Saturday morning releases now. Yeah. After, with you know, post-COVID and all that kind of stuff. Because, I mean, before COVID, you could show up at Total Wine at 945, and you'd have been eighth or tenth in line. And Oh, yeah. You know, you wait 15 minutes. It'd be a little cold, but you go in and get something and, and come back out. I bet now it'd be ridiculous. It'd be like, be like 4,000 people in yeah. line, yeah. you know. Hey, I know there's no shout-outs this week um, of people that we're going to acknowledge from the reviews, but I just want to give a quick shout-out to my big buddy, Will Silverman, in uh, Chicago. He's a dedicated listener. He's also the only Ph.D. advisee that I've ever had, so person I've advised, and so... I want to give him a big shout-out because he, he listens to us all the time. So Is he a bourbon guy? He has become a bourbon guy because of me. Bad influence over no, here. that's all right. But um, he's not, like, into it. Like, uh, you know, he's not going to be coming down here going, get me this and that. Like, he likes what he likes. Like, Has there been you know, like Bub City Barbecue in Chicago? they got a really good bourbon oh, selection. Oh, I'm sure. He, he's, uh, he's all over the place in Chicago. they he's got, got, like they got a, some good yeah. picks. Did they have a Weller Red? Weller Red label? Yeah. Weller Red. I he, think they did, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, he's pretty simple. He likes his Weller Special Reserve and a couple other things. And, that. and and that's the thing, though. Like, he's not, like, out there going, like, that's I fine. want this hey, or that. Like, he like likes what, what he you likes. like. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. what so. you can get by with. with yep. what. Well, I'm proud of him. He's doing a great job in Chicago. So cheers, Will. Oh, so let me finish up just real quick with Sunday morning. I just got on the Facebook page for Buffalo Trace, and I showed my wife. I said, look, 40 minutes before this place opens, there are 300 people in line at Buffalo Trace. I said, so you might say that I was poo-pooing his idea, but I also might be right. You so were right. Wait, you were end up, right. What did they end up doing it? I have no idea. But okay. I saw the line was like at, by like 1130 or something. They're like, if you're not in line, you're not getting a bottle. So, hmm. and I think that day was, it was bland. And so he, he had a good day. Like, so if he got there early, you know, that's probably, you know, that's a, that's a win, but. Yeah, no doubt. And they have baby sass too, so. Yeah, the, the rare double double day. I would have loved that, but I know a lot of people get upset when they see baby size at the distillery. They're like, "Oh, baby size!" I'm like, "Yeah." Oh, so, man. what was that baby that that Sazerac you saw the other day online? It was a barrel proof Sazerac. Uh, I think it was just a store pick. Probably no, it's the one that you bought. Uh, the one, the Yoda one. It's like a one oh. one sixteen proof or something. Oh yeah, that was a uh, that was a, a special group pick from a, a local group. Well, they're not really local; they're nationwide now. But they started local called LFG. Okay. Yep. So that was that's making the rounds. It's everywhere. There's probably like I don't know, probably like six, seven, eight hundred bottles of that out there. But wow, it's a, okay. a three seventy five from uh, I think Three Boys Distillery, and it's like a fifteen year old Saz source product. So yeah. awesome, yeah. So fellas, for this week we have a bottle of Penelope Four Grain Barrel Strength Batch Seven Bourbon. All right, yep. So we got this bottle from um, Penelope Bourbon, and the bottle date is twenty twenty one. The ABV is 57.6%. The proof is 115.2. The age is a very interesting 44 months. The mash bill is 74% corn, 7% rye, 16% wheat, and 3% malted barley. 
and the MSRP on this is $58. All right, so this is two weeks in a row that I've never heard of the company that we're trying, but hey, you know what? You never heard of this? I've not, no. No, okay. no I mean, I, maybe I've heard the name, okay. but like I had no interest in ever looking into it, but you know what? I'm nothing if not curious. Yes, curious. Right? It's good yeah. to be curious, right? So Penelope Bourbon, it's got a uh, very floral design on the label. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's got kind of a, this is a barrel strength, like you said, aged 44 months. Like, why, why, I don't, that's, that's curious to me. Well, they say a lot of things about um, batching three different mash bills, but they have their main mash bills as four grain. So I don't know if they do different variations of that, but they, they batch to, I don't know how they select certain barrels. So I guess just different okay. batches or well, different ages and stuff. Well, good for them. I guess they couldn't wait the extra four months and <laughs> make it a, a real bourbon that you don't have to even put an age statement on. But That's right. It could be bonded, right? This is time. non-chill filtered, so go ahead. Go crazy, everybody. That's right. Everybody, you hear the everybody, fans. everybody loves that. I don't think anybody has any idea what that means or it doesn't. It's uncut. But they don't. But people go nuts. People go stupid over, yeah. like, the liquor barn, OWA, or as some people say, Red Label Weller right. picks <laughs> that are non-chill filtered, <laughs> right? Keep going on that guy. But, uh. And he might have said it the right way. He I don't might, know. Yeah. He probably it's just, okay. you know, simplified it for his for his wife. Yeah. You know, like this is a this is that we talked last week about the wine bottle. You know, that's a standard. But wine this bottle. is the I like these kind that the, like the feel like they're like bottom heavy wine bottle kind. Yeah, it's got a nice chunk of glass. Yeah, it's on the heavier bottom. at the bottom. It's not yeah. like Eagle Rare. Eagle Rare is kind of cheap that way. You yeah, know? these are these are uh, heavy duty. It's got a uh, synthetic cork, but we all know that synthetic corks are. Uh, they also tight. they are tight. Nice yes. seal. It's pretty middle school of you, Stephen. <laughs> and you said this is what named after they're having a daughter. No, they've they've had a daughter. So I read so just a little bit of history, and they named it after their for, I think firstborn daughter, the husband and wife that started the company. So that's pretty cool. I mean, man, bourbon's cool. getting soft. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, a couple episodes ago, we had the McAfee brothers. You know, they they put out Benchmark. You oh know? yeah, they, they, they traveled down the they and they traveled down the, the yeah. they traveled down the the river through <laughs> through the Cumberland Gap with they Daniel Boone That's and all right. that stuff. Yeah. And now we're just naming them after our daughters and putting flowers on them. Uh, and, you know, oh, like, you do the same thing. Yeah, I know. Well, probably would. <laughs> a little soft spot. Yeah, I would. But it is. I'm. I'm I know nothing about it. So we're going into this. Uh, or at least I'm going into this um, curious, I guess. I think all of us are flying blind on this one. Like mm-hmm. I heard about Penelope a lot. Of course, I've heard it talked about on different podcasts and seen. There's some people on Instagram. Good. I think they're paid. They pay people to do Penelope things, and that's all they ever. Oh, really? Push. Okay. And so I've seen it a lot. You well, know, on the on the IG page. For not having ever tried it before, I'm really eager because I know that it's getting a lot of traction and a lot of people are speaking the praises of it. So, Should we go for our first notes? All right. So I've noticed this long enough now to pick up some very distinctive characteristics. And I'm going to throw one out there that you guys may not be smelling, but I'm definitely picking up on it now because I have a very keen nose for this. It's like burnt caramel. And follow me on this one a little bit, but a little bit of what do they call it? Like a black licorice note? Are you picking that up? No, I'm not picking up black licorice. Well, my uh, my nose must be. Have you ever burned caramel before? Is that how you have the no no? Yeah. Have you ever put caramel on the stove, like made or tried to make that, and then you burn a little bit on the bottom? That's kind of what it tastes like to me. Or not smells, not tastes, because I haven't tasted it yet. But that's the smell is. You don't lick the burnt caramel off your stove. 
No, I don't do that, but I've smelled it. That's what it smells like. There's there's a lot of sweetness, though. I can't get caramel in it. Yeah. You, can, you can or can't? Yeah, I can. A little bit of frosting? All sweetness? Right, so I've got an interesting note. Yeah. Uh-oh. So, these are always fun. These are good. So I think my nose is okay. Okay. I get a soft harshness. A soft harshness? Like, the bourbon, it's going to sound weird, it smells beautiful, mm-hmm. but there's ethanol. I guess it's from the 115, and then it's only 44 months. There is. It's not. It's not a lot of ethanol, but there's something like real soft about it. Yeah. But then you get kicked in the butt with the with the proof. And I want to say, you know, there's pink on this kind of like, a, and it looks like a wine bottle, like kind of like a rosé bottle. Yeah. So I want to say, it I think rosé notes. It's to giving it, you some uh, floral. Yeah. Psychology. Yeah. yeah it is. It's playing with my head. No, it's got a good. It's got a good smell to it. To me, it's 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 pretty sweet on the smell. Like, um, I initially didn't pick that up, but it's a pretty sweet smelling bourbon. Should we go for our first taste? All right. Get caramel and cinnamon. I get a lot of cinnamon that I didn't smell any cinnamon, but I get a lot of cinnamon. Cinnamon toast crunch is what I get. So this thing has four grains in it. Yes. It is very well balanced. It is. And you know, what's interesting. Usually younger, Weeded bourbons don't taste like this. So I wonder if the grain balance is making this taste so nice because I've had some five-year-old weeded bourbons that are vomit. I mean, literally, they just taste terrible. Four- and five-year-old weeded. But, you know, the secondary grain, the sec, you know, the highest is the wheat. is 16% wheat. Then you got your 7% rye and 3% malted barley. So however they mix those batches together... Um, it does something good because I'm not really big into cinnamon notes, but I'm getting the cinnamon notes, getting the caramel notes, and like I said, it almost tastes like a cinnamon toast crunch to me. But yeah, I'm not getting much. I mean, it's fine. You know, it's got it for a hundred and what was it, hundred thirteen proof, hundred fifteen proof. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's smoother than I originally thought the first time around when I tried it just a minute ago, but. A little spoiler, my first sip was not my first sip, but ah, I'd already had it a little bit. Were you sneaking around? I didn't I see was, you over yeah. there. You can't sneak around. Uh, I need I need extended time. People get that in, in, in school sometimes, you know. Yeah. They have like little delays in their learning, you know, and that's kinda how I am. So I needed a little extended time. So I I tried it early. Just to Did do you think that made it you you like it better that try? Uh, I like it better now than I did the first yeah, the first try, but uh, yeah, I mean it's it's fine. One little known fact is we usually when we uncork the bottle and we let it sit here, we'll pass the bottle around and smell right from the neck to see what we're picking up. You know, like however the bottle is shaped, right? When we uncork it, we'll all take a, a nosing of it, and then we let it sit, of course, before we pour it. And I think this one is developing even more than may have anticipated. So. I don't want to say too much before past try by, but I'm really impressed with 44 months here. Yeah, I am as well. Do we know anything about, so this is three This is three blends. Do we know anything about the ages of the other one? I know, obviously, the oldest must be the 44 months, but do we know, I yeah. guess, do we know the mash bill? Well, the, the youngest ones? is 44 months. Well, the youngest, yeah, that's what you meant to say. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, the, the youngest. youngest. It's yeah. at least 44 months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, whatever. It's just like... Not to draw a parallel on a recently hot product, but the Russell's Reserve 13 year that everyone's going crazy over right now. Um, they're saying the oldest batch stuff that was in there was 19 years old. Um, so, wow. 
Yeah, even though it has a 13-year age statement. Okay. So this could be similar in the fact that it might have older product in it. So you're saying there's 13-year-old stuff in here? No. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, of course there is. They've been around since, what, 2018? I'm sure there's a... Sure. Penelope, yeah. she's what, uh, like 15, 16 She now? might be 15, 16 years old. Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. I had to think about it before she was born, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, all good. Well, I mean, in Bardstown, Bourbon, right? That's where this is... Uh, stored. Stored. Oh, yeah. We They've been around for hundreds of years. Hundreds of years, yeah. We didn't actually say that, but yeah, this is distilled in Indiana, so they're... The custom recipe being made at MGP and then MGPI, and then it's being you know barreled and aged at Bardstown and bottled there. So that's pretty cool. They don't have an actual facility, as right. far as I know. I think we should do that. We should get some bourbon and store at Bardstown. Oh yeah. I mean, why not? It's so stupid. Everybody else does. Like, yeah. I mean, what do they really do other than name it Penelope? Like they bought well, it from somewhere else. They stored it somewhere else. But they still, you know, it's their custom mash, and I mean, you know. It, it is, you know, there's there's a little bit more than just buying some some stuff. You know, they're still producing something. Just contract distill. A lot of big guys did that too. You got to remember, they used to contract distill. Bullet was not making any of their own stuff. All the Bullet stuff was being made at Ford Roses back in the day. So, so when they do that, is it like going to a football game where every lower seat's more expensive? With the Rick House, every floor is more expensive. I wish I knew that, but I don't know. But I mean. I'm sure that Bardstown didn't build all those warehouses for no reason. Right. I'm sure they're getting good money to store stuff it's there. Kind of, it's kind of like the built, building of Vegas. <laughs> they yeah. build themselves, right? <laughs> and they got all that land. They could probably keep building on it, too. Oh, right? yeah. They're just... Yeah. I mean, it, you guys haven't been to Stephen's house, but I mean, I think you could probably store a couple hundred barrels in this place. That's true. He's got this laid out. Like, put a Rick house in the yeah. basement here. Yeah. Build I don't know if we get enough heat... Sh- we didn't get enough heat cycling in here to make anything good out of that, though. Yeah. Well, well it'd be kind of like a... Copper and King, where their basement, it's only like a floor in the ground. You know, it's only one floor in the basement, but that's where they store all their barrels. Oh, nice. From floor to ceiling, and they play they play bass music, basically. Oh, nice. Just like uh, like Blackened. Right. So yeah, we're nice. underground, and we can flo- do floor to ceiling. Yeah, Be kind of like that. Peerless, a little yeah, and, you know, little brandy. When action. our kids come over, they can roll the barrels around a little bit, get oh, it. Boom. Yeah, mix it up. So, fellas, would you pass, try, or buy on the Penelope four-grain... Barrel strength, batch seven, bourbon. Uh, I'll go first on this one. Um, I am actually not even going to be long-winded about this. I'm going to be a buy. And the reason I'm a buy is because it's priced reasonably. It's uh, barrel strength. It tastes good. It's got interesting flavors. It's it's not anything that I normally drink. And so I have a very specific kind of thing that I normally look for, and I don't tend to deviate from that. And this deviation is welcome. And uh, other than, you know, this is going to be something that people are going to be like, whatever. It's The bottle's okay. That It's a big P and the yeah. floral thing. It's just kind of, I wish it was a little different, but I, I think I like the taste of everything. And I'm kind of excited because some local stores are starting to do barrel picks with them. And I'm, I'm excited. So I'm going to buy. I am damn with you on this. This is, this is a really beautiful product for being... Four grain, so well balanced and a pleasure to sip. Yep. At 115 proof. I mean, it's a pleasure to sip. Hey, uh, you're not going to hear me disagree. Yeah. I'm kind of holding my breath now to see what Michael thinks. Is um, if we convince the cynic over here, then we can. I, mean, I, I agree with you. The bottle's underwhelming, but that, that could be good for us. So that no one's going to buy it. It has a little flower on it, which might go to the my nose that it was soft but yet harsh. Mm, because, okay. yeah, you have a nice little. F- floral petal and 115 proof but 
I'm with you for the price. Fifty eight dollars. This yeah. thing is this thing's awesome to drink. Yeah, that's awesome. Def- like, it's a banger. Go buy it. Yeah. So I would, uh, I would try. Okay. I would try it at a friend's house that had it at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why that's so funny. Like, <laughs> we're laughing because you know we're at a friend's house. Well, I'm just saying. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you go. I'm just picturing my mind. Play it out here, right? Come on. I am playing. Right. Go to somebody's house. They got their stuff sitting out. You know, you're looking for something. You're going to be there for a little while. So you're going to try a few things, you know, and you look at it. It's stately looking with the big P on there and and the the wine shape bottle. You can mistake it for BTAC. Yeah, the barrel strength that's on there. Like it's, you know, to me that catches your eye. Like, so, you know, I'm going to try it. Like. I'm gonna give it a shot. Okay. You know, I, I mean, I might even at fifty eight dollars, I might even try it at a at a restaurant because I bet it's not that expensive. You know what I mean? Like for a pour of it at a place. Yeah, I don't think it carries the reputation yet where it would demand a more premium because price. This, is, this so. is one of those ones, right? Where at a, at a restaurant, I think it would be or a bar it would be pretty reasonably priced. You know, we, we, Stephen and I have talked about you. We have the conundrum of you go to a bar and anything that's affordable. You already have at your house. Like you don't want to try that, and then anything that you want to try is also expensive that you can't try it. You know yeah. what I mean? So this is one of those ones that probably hits the middle. You know, and you're like, okay, I've been wanting to try that, and uh, and it's you know, it's not terribly expensive. I'm gonna go for it. Yeah, I don't want to get a pour that's gonna cost the same price as my dinner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, my uh, my brother was at a bourbon bar in South Carolina recently, and he did pay like. You know, I can't remember what it was for a one ounce pour of Sazerac. He paid quite a bit of money. Wow. I think it was like, not Saz, sorry, Thomas Handy, the BTAC. I think it was maybe like 50 some dollars, which I still thought was reasonable. That's that's not bad. Yeah, considering. I wouldn't do it, but that's not bad. Yeah, no, he was just out with some buddies. So they were like really having a night chasing bourbon and stuff. And they had a great experience, but he said, you got to come down here and mix it up with these people. He goes, they had a really good bourbon bar. And it was kind of like, you know, he felt like they were taking good care of him and stuff and, you know, very knowledgeable about what they were doing. I'm trying to remember the name of it, but it, it seemed like it was a experience I would want to have. And if I were there and their bourbon steward or bartender or whoever recommended this, you know, I'd be saying, yeah, sure. For a you, know, Mike, you know, I, I, when we were in Florida that one time, I wish we would have eaten dinner at Riverside. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, Wait, we, could, we could I scratch s- this, but I why? Sent some, uh, no, I mean, that's fine. No, it. It, uh, I don't know. I, just, I see some of their uh, Instagram posts with their with their meals on there. I don't know. None of it interests me. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you like you heard they had roaches in the back. No, you're no, oh. you're no. Yeah, you're fine. No, it's just Gordon Ramsay coming in kitchen yeah. nightmare style. Just close the thing. A little down. fancy for yeah. me. Okay, but I well, that's why it look. Good. That's why it looks good. Their it does look really good. good. Yeah, it looks. But I, I, yeah, I mean, I, speaking of fancy, your your Valentine's Day that you just had is was fancy. Ooh. Oh well, yeah. Well. Frank and Dino's. Yeah. Shout out to them. That was, I, I, I've been there for a special occasion. I liked it. How'd you like it? I it was very good. Yeah. I enjoyed it very, I mean, did you didn't guys, you guys had chicken parm. I think I talked about that on a previous episode where it was like the size of the plate and the plate was like a massive, it was just, it was like I almost pounds. got that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, you wouldn't have been able to eat it all and I didn't eat Mainly it Mainly because you know? that was one of the only things that I could kind of like deduce on the menu as far as language goes oh okay you yeah. know yeah. like you got to really be able to 
read into the Italian. Yeah. There you go, Steven. Steven's <laughs> yeah, huh? the translator. When there we you go. go. To the Italian you know, one thing, uh, it's funny. One thing on the menu that I really enjoyed reading was the, um, I think it, one of the descriptors was Sunday gravy. Mm. And I think no one in South would understand what that means. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They would not. Because on Sunday, you have a family dinner. And on that, you make, they make sauce from scratch and let it go all day. And it's called gravy. That's right. So You're kicking the Italian knowledge for those yeah, of you who don't know. About that. But, so I, I enjoy that lingo on the on the menu. Yeah, I'm gonna take him. I'm gonna take Stephen with me someday to Fazoli's. <laughs> hey, Fazoli's got that lobster mac and cheese, yeah. man. <laughs> Go ahead, we fresh, <laughs> fresh Maine lobster. You know, last time I checked, I didn't see an ocean anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> translate, translate, Submarino for me. Submarino. <laughs> and with that, thanks for listening to this week's edition. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Mashup KY. Also, let us know your thoughts on this bottom in the comment section. Until next time, keep it neat.